This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 91. podcast. Today I have a couple of guests. I'm really excited about this. We are going to learn some new technology in the veterinary field. I have Kevin Mayer and Sydney C. And they are from a company called Vet Measure. And they have an interesting technology that we can use in our practice to monitor our patients. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for the invitation. How are you guys doing today? Very good. 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 We're on, we're recording remotely. So if we interrupt each other or there's any little delays, that's why, because we're, we're all on video chat. So we, we might interrupt each other, but that's fine. So um, would you each like to introduce yourselves a little bit and tell me your background and a little bit about yourselves? Yes. My name is Kevin Mayer. Again, as you mentioned, I'm the founder and president of the company Vet Measure Inc. And we are headquartered in Ames, Iowa the Iowa State University Research Park. Um, so the company I created uh, was just, I got motivated to start another technology company. This is my, my second startup. Uh, previous company is uh, Global VetLink, GVL. It's also based here in Ames. This company is really focused on the veterinary profession to help bring new technologies. Um, our, our product is VetMeasure, and the product is, is really focused on bringing real-time data measurements to veterinary practices so that patients, starting with canine patients, can be monitored real-time. And how did this idea come to you? Um, I just checked around the different, uh, when I wanted to start a new company, I just checked around with different universities and felt that um, there must be technology out there that's not been realized. Uh, it's in the early stage that may have been researched at the university level, and I found one at uh, CSU that I got really motivated about because um, it's unique uh, in the way that, uh, plus it's patented, and the way that it's been uh, introduced into the veterinary profession was very early stage, and so I wanted to add more features and more, make more capabilities, and so that's what got me motivated to start this company. Yeah, this is this is exciting to me as a veterinarian. I think that this is really interesting. Sydney, what's your background and what what do you do with this company? Yeah, so I'm Sydney C and I'm the operations manager at Vet Measure. And I came on board uh, July of 2019 after I graduated from Iowa State University um, with my animal science degree and business minor. Um, so it's been uh, my first full-time job, and it's been uh, very interesting to learn about the vet industry and um, go to the different trade shows and meet so many of the industry professionals and um, gain everyone's opinion on um, the industry and the technology and um, adapting to all the change. So, yeah. So you like being with the veterinarians, huh? I do, yep. I've always <laughs> had a passion for animals. I grew up showing horses and dogs. So. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. I always wanted to show horses, but... Um, never got to. I showed dogs, but not horses. So, yeah. so um, I'm guessing maybe Kevin can kind of give us an idea about this product. Vet measures the name of the corporation, right? The, yes. the actual technology that we're going to be talking about a little bit is—is is it called Measure On? Correct. Is that what I understand? Okay. Can yes. you explain it to us a little bit? 
Yeah, Meshra, the, the name came from the, the really the concept of having something on the animal to measure them. And we decided that um, a collar is where we started. We decided that the collar technology was had some application, but uh, we were able to expand the measurement metrics when we went around the thoracic cavity of the dog. So we were able to, behind the front legs, we were able to um, have a, a, a collar that wraps around that area of the animal. And so we're closer to the heart, we're closer to the lungs, of course, and then we also have axillary temperature uh, measurements that uh, is, in that, is in, in that area between the front legs, uh, just inside the front legs. So we are able to uh, have, we feel uh, what we've proven with our studies, uh, much more consistent data for temperature, heart rate, respiratory rate. And so we're also measuring activity and ECG. So the ECG data, of course, uh, from our location that we are with our harness uh, is very important and uh, has, has proven to be the right uh, choice. So does it, I, I haven't actually seen it in person. And since we're on a podcast, people can't see it, but it, does it look like a, just a harness that people would have on their dog or is it bigger and bulkier than that? What, what actually, does it look it's, like? Uh, very similar to a harness that you have on a, on your dog. It's lighter weight in terms of fabric or electronics and our whole configuration. Uh, we have it set uh, today for a small, medium, and large size dog. And we'll be introducing uh, addition, you know, an extra small and extra large here in the near future. But the ability for uh, the harness to, I mean, people would recognize it as a harness and it's very lightweight and easy to put on and easy for pet owners as well as veterinarians to, to recognize, well, this is something that's of value. And is it is your vision to have it used mostly in hospital or for home use as well? Our initial uh, launch is aimed at the veterinary practices so that the veterinary profession can be the educator and really the validator of the technology so that veterinarians can, can be uh, be able to explain to their clients why they're using this technology and ultimately it could be used at home with the veterinarian's uh, recommendation on a, on a certain case uh, or cases where it could be beneficial to have that data available to the practice for the first 24 hours, 48 hours after an emergency visit, for example, or after a procedure. So that's really uh, our starting point is, is focused on the vet practice. Okay, so you did at one point have a collar that you developed and then you changed it because you thought that a harness would work better. Is that, am I understanding yeah, that correctly? So that's correct. Our researchers um, had suggested that uh, we go a little deeper and we try to figure out how can we get more reliable data for heart rate how can we improve the reliability of temperature when you have all these different hair coat types and uh, different um, size of animals? And so the consistency around the growth of the growth of the animal was able to give us much more consistent, uh, reliable data. In our veterinary hospitals, how do you see this technology fitting in? Is it something that we're going to use after they recover from surgery, while they're you know in a recovery cage? 
while they're being monitored during an emergency? What is the applications that you see in veterinary medicine? So it's most popularly used for the post-op monitoring um, as there's a lot of technology out there for when the patient is under anesthesia for surgery. Um, so this is something that can be put on the animal and then the animal can go in the recovery unit and then it automatically um, checks the vitals for the vets and the technicians, reducing some um, time that it takes for those professionals to take those measurements or maybe two techs are needed for a troublesome dog to take some of those measurements. So it uh, increases efficiency in the clinic that way. Um, and then another popular use case for the harness is streaming an ECG. Um, that's pretty popular because our device is wireless and then there's just gel for conductivity. So there's no shaving necessary either. So um, forgive me if I'm not very smart about this kind of stuff, but so does it monitor in like minute increments or is it a continuous monitoring? Like do, does the feed out give you constant results or is it kind of pulse results? Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you know what I'm asking? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the harness is actually monitoring every 10 seconds. It's going to wake up and take a vital and then it'll update the app every minute. Um, and Or you can preset it to every 20 minutes or how often you want it to update you. Um, but it is actually monitoring every 10 seconds and then it'll record that. And then if, you know, if you had the alert set and the vital dropped really low, the temperature did, um, then it will alert you automatically, even if it hadn't checked in at that point. Okay. So it's continuously recorded every 10 seconds. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds a lot more efficient than having a tech take vitals, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell me, um, I guess, just tell me a little bit more about the future uses that you see of it. Um, you know, I, I get that we can use it in the hospital to monitor patients that are waking up, maybe patients that you're not able to sit right next to and take vitals you need to monitor. And, and the other thing is, can you have multiple pets going at once with the app? I'm guessing you'd have to, right? Yep, definitely. Can you explain to me how that works? Yep. So um, every patient will pop up. You can assign them to certain technicians. You can either all use the same login or everyone has their own login um, and their own patients that they're keeping track of. Um, otherwise, if you all use the same one, they'll all pop up on the same screen. And then if the vitals are outside of your set safe ranges, that um, box will highlight red. Um, so it's pretty easy to know what's going on with each patient. Um, and then it's pretty popular to either have this on the computer that's in the recovery unit um, if clinics have that, otherwise some have a monitor um, above all the kennels and then they'll plug the device into that and then they can see all the vitals of their patients recovering on that monitoring screen. And what's the maximum number that you could record at a time if you had a big busy hospital? Um, that's a good question. As far as I know, as many as you would like. Um, really? I don't know about okay. the, 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 the bandwidth of your Wi-Fi might stop you a little bit, oh, but okay. that'd be the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so we can't max it out, right? As long as we can buy enough harnesses. Right. Yep. Yeah. What do you see for this harness as far as when you're offering it to veterinarians now and going through this as a concept? Um, what do you see them thinking the advantages and disadvantages might be of the, the harness and the technology? Yeah, I can touch on this. Um, definitely the time it takes for technicians to go through and monitor and measure all those vitals that um, they're concerned about during post-op for those specific patients. 
Um, so it eliminates the constant need to go check every five or 10 or 15 minutes, um, depending on how critical of a surgery that patient had, um, which is going to save them a lot of time and then allows them to get um, other important tasks done in the clinic. Um, and then another thing that we can do is save all that data that gets sent, and then we can send it out to you in a patient report, um, which then can just be uploaded to that patient's profile, saving some data entry at the end of the day as well. And I understand that um, that it, it's been released or at least launched already? Yes. At, is it at the VMX that you first brought it out? Yep. We launched at VMX last year. Okay. And what was the reaction of the veterinarians there and the veterinary technicians? What did they think? We had a lot of positive feedback. Um, a lot of veterinarians and technicians loved it. <laughs> so um, definitely something that they, they were like. It will save them for, time for sure, right? Yes. Yeah. They were like, can we use it for this, this, and this? And I'm like, if you want temperature, heart rate, respiratory rate, or you want an ECG, then yes, definitely you can. Um, and then veterinarians also really enjoyed the technology as well. I bet they were excited about it, huh? Yeah, yeah. They almost were, like they almost didn't believe it that it could that it could do all of that and more. Yeah. So, Kevin, for the techie, geeky people out there that understand the stuff, <laughs> can you give us a little more information about how it all works? Like, what's the how, how was it developed and what kind of sensors and what kind of trials and tribulations did you go through in the development of this technology? Well, we, had, we went through multiple years of uh, trials and trying different sensors, different materials, different locations. Um, so one of the things that we learned in the uh, final design is that uh, we have placed four sensors uh, on each side of the axillary of the animal, axillary region of the animal, instead of just having one sensor. So we've got multiple locations and we can knock out the one that's, that's off. If one of those readings is not uh, you know, a viable reading, well, we, can, we can knock that one out and uh, average the other three, or there's, different, there's algorithms built in on how, do we, how we handle that. Uh, as far as the, um, the ECG, well, and temperature, heart rate, you know, we really, um, I just mentioned temperature, but for our heart rate and for um, ECG, we've got sensors uh, on the device, one on each side. Uh, then we have the ability to uh, apply hydrogel uh, so we get good connectivity, consistent connectivity for uh, those readings. And um, then we did a lot of experimentation with what's the best way to get respiratory. Uh, rate. So uh, that's something that uh, our engineers were able to to work and discern and figure out. And we and we checked. We you know we validated that on many many dogs. We had some dog colonies available that um, the researchers were able to uh, deploy it on multiple animals and compare different size, different hair coat types, um, and um, uh, and conditions. So it was just an evolution uh, of uh, over time of trial and error and making improvements and validating that those improvements worked. And then eventually we took those out to private practice, making sure that they felt the same, they got the same type of uh, feedback or gave us a unique perspective that we didn't receive at the research uh, environment. And how critical is it with the sizes of the harnesses? Like how much variability is there in that harness to fit different sizes of dogs? Because I'm guessing if you have small, medium and large, 
that it's going to vary, right? Between how critical yes. is that size relationship to the harness? Yes, we do have a, a tape measure that uh, is sent with each with each harness, and uh, we have a small, medium, and large uh, chest circumference range, and we also have a color coordinated uh, strap. So if that if that strap is in the correct position, it will be green. If you're pulling the strap too tight, it turns red. It has a red mark on it. Uh, on this strap, it's a dye color on the strap itself. So we've tried to make it very simple to um, to apply, you know, to put the harness on and make sure the fit is proper. Uh, Sydney, do you have any more comments about that? Yeah, um, and it's pretty critical to have the correct size of harness on um, the dog that fits it the best because um, especially for temperature measurements, if those sensors aren't in the right area, maybe if you put a, a harness on that's too big, they're gonna go up more towards the chest or the other way around. Um, and then they're not gonna have adequate um, contact. And then the app will actually notice that or the harness will notice that it'll tell the app and the app's gonna be like- that's what I was hey, just gonna ask, does the app yeah. warn you if you don't have it fitted properly? It does. It, if you connect a harness to the patient in the app and it's not the right size, um, it's going to tell you right then and there and then it'll it'll stay on the whole time. It's like, hey, you know, this isn't the right size harness for this patient. For more accurate results, please use this size. Um, but then if there's not, like if the temperature sense is even a warming blanket, it's going to be like, hey, I'm sensing a, a different or non-biological temperature. Um, is, are you, is your patient on a warming blanket or an incubator? So it's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really smart. Yeah. What is the accuracy in the studies that you've done compared to, I, I'm assuming you've compared it to wired monitors and done studies related to that. How accurate has it shown to be? The first study that we ran was at CSU and a published study, and that was um, Colorado State University. Um, we compared uh, the axillary temperature again around the uh, the axillary region of the animal to rectal, and so those studies, uh, that one that was published, uh, shows that we're within one degree Fahrenheit, less than one degree Fahrenheit, from rectal, and rectal was the uh, more the standard uh, temperature accepted standard, and so that was a very encouraging study, and we got a lot of interest uh, at the VMX conference. Uh, by people that review that uh, abstract. Yeah, that's work. pretty impressive, I think. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we were very impressed, and uh, we, we had um, some additional studies that, uh, that were conducted. They're not published yet, or we're in, we've had multiple universities utilize our technology, so we're getting ready to formalize some more, um, so, some more formal studies that will be publishable as we have finished our final modifications to the harness that we're releasing now. Okay, and, and right now it's dogs only? Yes. Okay. Our goal is to move on to additional species, but we're focusing on dogs since there's 89 plus million dogs in the U.S. And uh, so that's where we're, we're starting. Eventually we'll move on to additional species. I, I would think that a dog would wear it better than a cat in most instances. Mm -hmm. Cats will be more based on personality. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I could see that yeah. being a little bit of a challenge, putting it Our on cat a cat. But it might, if if it's comfortable enough, it might it might be fine. Mm -hmm. So, what else can you tell me about it that you haven't already? 
Sydney? I'm thinking. <laughs> I can I can talk about the future a little bit more if you'd like. Yeah, why don't you? Okay. Um, really, the way, the way that we position this company is that we will start in the canine area. I've got a, a large background, most of my career in multiple species. So uh, we have we've we've learned that there's definite interest in foals, birth to weaning for foals. There is interest in in uh, dairy and beef calves from birth to weaning. Um, how do we uh, how do we measure and uh, identify subclinical signs prior to them having a long term impact on that animal's growth and that animal's health and um, the ability for that animal to to uh, maximize their efficiency for for growth to uh, return back to that herd whether it's going to be a cow heifer calf that's going to become a you know, a, a cow within that dairy herd or beef herd, or or mare for a molt, for a foal, uh, a foal that uh, becomes a mare at some point in her life, and uh, or or a stallion. So we find that those there's some very strong interest, uh, and our same platform can be trans transitioned to those other species with our intellectual property carrying forward as well. So it'll be basically the same technology, just put into a different size harness is that what you you're thinking yes different size and of course the the shape of a calf is uh, is certainly quite a bit different than when you look at the shoulders and the uh, uh you know from of a dog compared to how does it how would it fit on a calf yeah there's some different uh configurations that we'll have to adjust to from a from a um, you know design but we'll, those will be coming down the road and are there other things that you're expecting to develop the harness to do besides what it can do now? Because it does heart rate, temp, the ECG. What am I missing? Respiratory rate. Respiratory rate. Mm -hmm. So and are activity. there. Right. Oh, activity. Okay. Yes. So how does it read that? That's interesting. Sitting. Yeah, it's pretty, it's a relative activity. So it's got an accelerometer in the module. Um, there's a module on the top and it displays different colors um, based on what the harness is doing. So if it's sending a data point over, it's gonna give you green. Um, if it's connecting to Wi-Fi, it's gonna give you yellow and so on. Um, and so activity is if the dog's basically laying down, not moving, it's gonna say low. And then if it's walking around a little bit, because um, this is made for being used in the clinic, um, right. then it'll give you I think medium and then, or active. And then um, if they're kind of running around, jumping a little bit more, they're going to be, it's going to give you a very high active um, reading. And that, would that be applicable? Oh, I can't even say it. Would that apply? <laughs> would that apply to a dog that, that might have a seizure? Like would it, would it pick something like that up? Um, that's a good question. Um, it would probably kind of depend on, I would assume, yeah, they'd be laying down while they're seizing. So potentially if it's getting shaken enough, yeah, it could. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's not specifically designed to monitor for that, but it could alert you maybe. Yep. Okay. That, that would be a good application for it if a dog was in on seizure watch or something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, they can set the, the highs and lows for respiratory, for heart rate, so that, that would help them maybe be, have a little more careful watch on a seizure-prone uh, patient. Right. I imagine somebody's going to be there with their visual eyes on in one of those kind of cases, mm -hmm. but 
it would be mm. nice to, if that could somehow apply. It sounds like it would just from the, just from the movement aspect of it. On my podcast, we're all about mental health and helping people have a better life and have having less stress and less burnout. How do you think this product could apply for us in that realm? Like, how could it make our lives less stressful? And I, I think I already know the answer, but I'd like to hear what you think. That's really one of our big goals with our company is how do we reduce stress within a veterinary practice? How do we, um, you know, when, when they're managing uh, veterans and vet techs, staff are, med, are uh, managing so many patients, whether it be one or two patients or, you know, 10, 15 patients um, in a setting that uh, is, is post-surgical. How do they make sure that every one of them is being monitored on a continuous basis? Um, and how can they do it cost effectively uh, instead of having expensive equipment and animals wired to really heavy expensive equipment that uh, they were not, and it's only available to them when they're in the early sta status of becoming awake from anesthesia. So ours is really um, designed to, uh, to put, put the device on the animal after surgery and as they're becoming awake and start moving, um, this is just automatically transmitted with, without any interaction. Um, and as Sydney mentioned earlier, there's patients that are very difficult to uh, do a temp or a heart rate or respi respiratory on uh, and other patients don't mind it at all. So this more or less averages that out and takes care of those outliers so that we have a, a uh, really a standardized method of reducing stress and improving data quality. Well, improving, I would think, um, quality of life for the pet as well. Oh, because absolutely. if it's trying to recover from surgery and you're waking it up to take its temperature, you know, stick a thermometer in its rear end, take its vitals, this would prevent you from having to do that. And I, I imagine the patient would recover more smoothly and have less stress would be my yes. guess. Very so well it's stated. better for everybody's stress level. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Cindy, do you have some things to add to that? Yeah. So, um, and I know not many clinics have overnight patients anymore, um, but if they did, this harness could definitely be used to monitor those patients overnight. Um, and then we've even had a vet tell us like, hey, it was super cool that I could wake up, like I woke up in the middle of the night worried about this patient because I didn't really know why he was here yet. And then he woke up and could check his vitals. He's like, all right, well, he's still alive. So then that's just a little bit of a peace of mind as well. Um, and then, like I said earlier, the data can all be saved. So you can go back, uh, maybe even if you had two similar cases that um, you could kind of compare the, their vitals there and like what went wrong or what did what or when did they start to recover um, quicker. And um, just a big peace of mind tool on top of um, saving you and your technicians time just post-surgery as well. And it sounds like you could even gather data over time. So if you had specific anesthesia protocols that you were trying to see how they recovered and how smoothly and how many problems they had, how quickly their temperature came back, then you could actually kind of do your own studies almost on that app. Yep. Well, that sounds really good for the techie people for sure. Yeah, yeah, I would enjoy that. Yeah. So this is something that's already out there on the market. Is that true? Like people could buy it now if they wanted to. We're just getting ready for our first. Uh, we did an early production run earlier this year, 
<clears throat> excuse me, for the VMX conference. And uh, we've made a lot of, you know, what we wanted to do is get some out in the field, get feedback, make final adjustments before we go with our larger production runs. So within, um, since we're entering October, it'd be more toward the end of October, early November when we'll have product. Um, we'll have some product here in the next few weeks, uh, then larger, larger quantities after that. And how is it going to work? Is it going to be one harness at a time, a set of three, the monitor separate? What kind of, um, what could someone expect if they wanted to get into this and, and take it on as part of their hospital technology? Yeah, so um, with the three sizes, it's pretty common to purchase one of each size. Um, and then hopefully we'll have an extra small for our um, teacup dogs that we know and love. <laughs> Um, but yeah, having one of each size just in case, because um, you never know what patient's going to come in that's um, a critical case surgery patient um, to have that one. Otherwise, sometimes to try the new technology out, people will buy like the smaller, the medium harness um, to fit some of their patients. And is it a weight range for the different sizes? It's uh, the chest circumference in inches, actually. So that's about five inches per harness. Okay. And that's that's why the tape measure comes, so you can correct. measure the yep. dog and make sure you have the correct size harness mm -hmm. on the correct dog. Okay. All right. And then when you get a harness, the the app is separate. Uh, explain to me how that works. Yes. So it's just an app. Yep, it's an app. You can download it today on the Apple App Store or the Android Google Play Store. Um, and then it, when you purchase the harness online through our online store. Um, your credentials will get emailed to you after the subscription's paid for, and then you can log in and create your patients um, accordingly. It's pretty common to create them, you know, at the beginning of that day, um, and they can measure, or they can, they're already set, so they just have to be connected to the harness um, after they're waking up from the, from the surgery. So if people are interested in the studies that have been done on the technology before they want to buy, would, that, would they find that at your website? We do have a study. Um, the abstract is available on the website. Okay. Yes. They could get it there. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, um, info at vetmeasure.com is an email that they could use to ask for that as well. Yeah. And the website is vetmeasure.com. Correct. Just like it sounds, yes. right? And the company yes. is vet, and the company's vet measure as well, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. But the name of the harness is measure on okay <laughs> yep. all right i just want to make sure we get that out there so people understand yeah measure I, on know, I know i can confuse people so i want to make sure you guys get it straight <laughs> <laughs> yeah on our website if they go to our website people can find a video and some some really good material uh we're continuing to improve the availability of uh, data of um, user experience um, and just kind of how it works on an animal uh, through videos and through other types of media. So if they go there, they'll find some really interesting places to uh, to learn more. So they can see it in action? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So is there anything else that we forgot to talk about? I I feel like I'm I have a much better understanding of how it works. I want to watch the video now so I can really see how it works. And I want to get one. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's an amazing idea and I think it's really smart and it sounds very timely. It's something that we we need right now cuz we're very busy and we need help. Mm -hmm. 
Is there anything else that you can see in the future with this technology that's going to explode after you get this harness perfected? What's the next step for you? I think anyone that's in uh, that's starting to use, implement telehealth, telemedicine in their practices, you know, we're, if they have a uh, company that they're working with today and they would like to have the real-time data incorporated into uh, their telehealth system, we're certainly the probably the most viable option out there. And so people are starting to come to us and asking uh, more about what we're doing, what, our, what we provide, and how we may interface with them. Practice management software, that's, that's an area where we want to um, integrate uh, as well so that that data can filter through that to the uh, patient record. So right now uh, it so doesn't. It doesn't flow through automatically. As Sydney mentioned, we do produce a patient record so they can, they can uh, generate a, a PDF file that uh, will give the, all the vitals. Okay, and patient. then just load it into the patient file. Yes. Okay. But in the future, you think you want a, it to integrate? Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the plan, that's yes. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. And that sounds, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And then any idea if it's eventually going to transfer over into home care? We are planning on that down the road. So after we get the launch underway and uh, gain traction, we'll see we'll see more and more veterinarians start to refer their clients to our device to the to measure on, or um, if a client wants to purchase it, um, they they find out about us through whatever channels they're communicating through and learning about new technologies for their pets. We can, um, they can be directed to their veterinarian to purchase the device, rent the device, uh, and eventually uh, we're, we're gonna see more and more pet owners uh, with the device in the future as we move from the, where the pet market, uh, the, I should say the veterinary market, to more of the at-home monitoring. I would even think that activity monitor that you were talking about would be great for somebody to leave their pet at home and then get an alarm if the dog was going crazy or something. That That's, might be a, that might be an application. <laughs> yes, we we we've heard that many times, and we we really <laughs> want to go down that pathway at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not that's not your uh, original idea, but it is something that that people might like to see. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, I think last year I had it on my dog and he was in the kennel, so his activity was just low, and then all of a sudden it spiked, and I'm like, okay, he's supposed to be in the kennel, so I I text my roommates, I'm like, who let my dog out? <laughs> like, what are you guys doing with him? So um, you knew, so it's huh? Funny that I could see that, yeah, and they're like, oh, it was me. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm, I could see that definitely being handy for some people. Yeah. Especially if yeah. they have a pet that gets into trouble at home. Yes, definitely. Um, that makes me think is how indestructible is it? Like well, did dogs ever chew it up? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we work with a company called Roughware and ah. they're the number one manufacturer of harnesses in the world. Perfect. And uh, they've done a great job of making sure that the harness itself is engineered to a level that it's you know it's it's lightweight but it's very very rigid you know it's very not rigid I shouldn't say that but it fits the dog well and it's got uh, good rigidity to um, to be able to last for quite a while yeah and it's comfortable and mm-hmm. easy to clean I'm assuming yes 
Yeah. And it's, again, it's not uh, for active dogs at the moment. So uh, of course, Ruffer makes the active dog harnesses. And so we're going to be able to transition that to that point working with them uh, when we're ready. So it's not like we're going to just have to come up with an idea of how do you make an active dog harness from our current configuration. We already have a partner that's got us to this level and we'll be able to advance it from there. Well, that sounds great. This is just an amazing technology. I'm really excited that you shared it with us. Can well, you, you tell tell the listeners um, how to go to your website, where they can get more information, where they could order for the production that's coming out in the end of October, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Sydney? Yep. So our website is www.vetmeasure.com. Um, and then there's a live chat on there. Otherwise, you could email us at info at vetmeasure.com if you have any questions. Um, and then the online store is connected to our website. Um, so there's just a buy now button in the top right corner. And that can take you to more details on um, the payments and um, shipping and all that information as well. And do you expect there's going to be a wait when people start ordering? Are you expecting a big rollout? We are preparing a pre-order strategy um, right now, actually. So, yep, Kevin, you can go ahead and talk more about that. Yeah, the pre-order strategy really is to allow people to get their name in and get their order placed because, yeah, it's going to escalate pretty fast. We feel that there's there's definitely a lot of interest out there. It's a matter of um, us getting the word out to, to more and more people. So we really appreciate your podcast and the ability for for your listeners to be able to, to um, understand the newest technology and how they can obtain that. Yeah, well, I'm excited about it. I think it sounds really amazing. I think it's gonna make all of our lives much easier and I'm looking forward to looking into it myself for my practice. Right. I think it well, sounds great. I think my techs would be so excited if they yeah. could use this, especially <laughs> when they have a busy surgery day. Yes. Yeah, doing definitely. all this paperwork. This will, this will allow them to not do as much have a little easier day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I thank you both so much for being on the podcast today, Kevin Mayer and Sydney C. I really appreciate you being here. And the company name is Vet Measure. And you can go to vetmeasure.com or the name of the harness is Measure On. That's right. right. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. We really appreciate the opportunity today. And, and we really value the, the time that you allowed today. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. All right, you guys have a great week and hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. Sounds Thank good. You. Thank you. you. Right. Bye. Bye. That was really fun. I hope you enjoyed that little technology lesson that we got from Sydney and Kevin. I really appreciate them being on the podcast. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That helps me get the podcast out to more veterinary professionals. Also, I would love to coach with you or at least talk. So go to my website, sign up for a free coaching. I have room in the next couple of months to get a few more clients in, and I'd really like one of them to be you. Go to my website, veterinarylifecoach.com or juliecapel.com and sign up there for a free coaching with me. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, and I hope you have a beautiful week. Thank <laughs> you.